All right, Alexander, let's talk about this tweet from Victor Orban, or this ex-post, whatever you call it nowadays. Um, you know, I'm, I'm not even 100% sure if this is Orban's official Twitter account, his official ex account. I believe it is. At PM Victor Orban, it has the check mark. Uh, anyway, uh, this is what was posted. Hashtag Brussels is creating an Orwellian front, an, or an Orwellian world in front of our eyes. They buy and supply weapons through the European Peace Facility. They want to control the media through the Media Freedom Act. We didn't fight the communists to end up in 1984. Your thoughts? Well, I mean, this is an astonishing comment, and it's, if, if, if it really is by Orban, and I believe it is, by the way. And by the way, it is fully consistent with what more and more Hungarian officials are saying all the time and with things that Orban has himself said. Anyway, this is going to really infuriate the people in Brussels and in the Euro EU leadership. And the reason it's going to make them very, very angry is because, of course, it's true. <laughs> I mean, if you go back to 1984, you know, the novel that Orwell wrote, if you remember, uh, um, war uh, was uh, managed by the Ministry of Peace <laughs> and uh, um, uh, um, information was administered by, the, you know, rather misinformation, propaganda was operated by the Ministry of Truth. So, you know, in inverting language... And Orban is pointing out in this tweet or whatever you call it nowadays, he's pointing out that that's exactly what the European Union is now doing, that they are, in effect, turning language round. They're giving it different meanings from those that everybody knew. So war is peace, <laughs> you know, uh, um, and uh, um, what was it? Ignorance is strength. I can't remember what the third one was. Um, and, uh, and, and this is, this is now becoming the kind of language of the European Union. It's going to infuriate the people in Brussels. They're going to be absolutely even more angry with Orban than they have been. But I'm going to suggest that he's probably confident that his friend Robert Fico will now become Prime Minister of Slovakia. He probably says to himself, I'm getting more allies now within the Union. Apparently, the situation in Italy is becoming shaky. Apparently, the situation in Spain is becoming ungovernable. So maybe he feels more confident. He also, looking at what's happening in Poland, he's able to say these things because he now feels confident that he can say them. And he is we now also getting um, further reports that there's more dissension at the heart of the EU project. It turns out, and what a surprise, that Macron and Scholz can't stand each other. Now, that's not quite how it's been described, but, you know, there's a long piece in the Financial Times about how the chemistry between the two doesn't quite work. When you read things like that in the Financial Times, what that tells you is that Macron and Scholz don't get on at all. They really don't like each other. There's been suggestions, apparently, of putting them on a boat in, off Hamburg to try and sort out something between them. So uh, Orban is becoming more confident and he's able to say things as they are. Yeah, no, no one likes Macron. No one apparently likes uh, Schultz. So obviously no. those two don't <laughs> like each other either. But uh, I think Orban is also confident because of... Um, of this budget, this 50 billion uh, budget row that is 
that is uh, shaping up between the European Union and Hungary. Hungary is owed something like 21 or 22 billion in funds and cohesion funds and, and other funds that uh, the EU is, is withholding. Yes. And the EU is withholding this. This predates the, the special military operation. The EU has been withholding this money in order to, to make life difficult. Yes. For Hungary or for, for the Orban government, once again, to try and get some sort of regime change. This is their standard, uh, you know, um, um, MIA here. They, they always try to pull these stunts to get regime changes in, in, in countries that they don't approve of. And uh, now you have Orban. He's in the driver's seat because yes. the European Union is scrambling to get 50 billion to Ukraine over something like four or five years. They're scrambling to get this budget approved. And they need the approval of all 27 member states. And here is Hungary, now joined with Slovakia, most likely with Slovakia. And Hungary says, you know, we're not going to vote for this until we get our money back. And also, our bank OTP has to get removed from this war crimes list that Ukraine put it on as well. So, I mean, Orban has leverage now over yeah. the European Union. And most importantly, he's not on the euro currency. So you exactly. don't have to worry about financial uh, engineering from uh, the guard as she went uh, to, to Greece and Cyprus. Absolutely. And of course, it's exactly right. So he's now able to say things as they are and he doesn't ha and he doesn't care. He's not worried that there's going to be um, any kind of uh, further retaliation about it because they have to come to him and they have to negotiate. And of course, all of these attempts to destabilize and remove him. They simply strengthened his position. They have. And when you look at what's happening in other, other big EU states, the coalition in Germany is now in a deep hole. It's deeply unpopular. Um, apparently, its various members don't get on with each other either, but their polling ratings are now so bad that they dare not, you know, break up the coalition because they don't want to risk an election. So Germany's in a bad way. Macron, I think most people can see, I mean, he's, he's fading out. And um, increasingly, it's looking as if Le Pen, who probably will have a favourable view of Orban, is getting stronger. And the situation in Spain is a total mess. It's becoming increasingly clear that the parliament is now completely divided. There's no, there's no way that Sanchez, who's trying now to form a government, can do so without getting into coalition with, um, well, nationalist or semi-secessionist parties, or indeed outright secessionist parties in Catalonia and the Basque country. That will put him in a difficult position because that's most unpopular with most people in Spain. So the whole, system, the whole thing is now looking increasingly fragile. And Orban um, is now able to say this is, this, is, this is what the situation in the EU is. But, you know, let's, we can analyse all of that, but let's not overlook the seriousness and importance and truth of what he is saying. I mean, th this this tweet, which I presume was by him, I mean, its implications for Europe are terrible. I mean, it tells you 
And it's, I mean, nobody's denying the accuracy of the comment that's being made here. Notice that. Nobody's denying it. And the reality of it is that we are in an Orwellian structure. A peace fund is being used to promote a war and a uh, truth fund is being used to suppress truth. Yeah, but you know what Orban can say? He can... Okay, first Orban, I think, is the one EU leader that sees the writing on the wall. Yeah. He understands that Russia is going to win this conflict. And he's been saying it for a while now. Let's get a ceasefire. Let's get peace. He's he's been saying this. uh, Peter Siarto, his foreign minister, have been saying this. We need a ceasefire and peace. So now as, as you know, the situation stands and, you know, the, the Alensky regime is, is, is about to, to crumble. I don't know when. One month, three months, six months. It's going to crumble. It's falling apart. The support for Ukraine is falling apart. Russia's winning this conflict in, in a big way. The counteroffensive has completely uh, failed. It's it's a bigger catastrophe than anyone could have ever imagined. Orban can now go to, to Europe and he can say, you have been lying to the people for the last year and a half. Yes. I've been saying the truth. Yes. I've been calling for peace. I've been saying it as it is. You can't defeat Russia. I think he told Tucker Carlson in an interview uh, that, that, that he had with, with Tucker in Budapest like a month ago. He said, Ukraine, he was, he was, he was pretty plain about it. Ukraine can't win. You can't beat Russia. Europe can't beat Russia. He was like, it's not going to happen. And now he can go to not only to the Hungarian people, but to all of all of the Europeans and say, I did tell you the truth, even when you didn't want to hear it. But these guys, all they were doing was lying to you from day one. Yes, that's exactly right. I mean, he is in a position to say, I told you so. (laughs) That won't make him popular with some people. That will make them even more angry. But of course, amongst the European public, that is prepared to listen. And, you know, in some parts of Europe, people do listen to Orban. They listen to him in Austria, for example. Remember Austria, Hungary, there are still those historic connections. They listen to him in Poland. They listen to him elsewhere in Eastern Europe. They listen to him to some extent in Germany as well. I mean, it... it, In the United States? In the United States, they listen to him a lot more. what he says will start to look like the, wi- you know, the wisdom that it always was. All right. Uh, any other comments or thoughts? For yeah, I mean, video up. I, 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 Schultz not getting along or Bond. Well, again, again, I told you so. <laughs> again, what you see though is that within the European Union, you have one real leader, who is Orban. The only person who... I mean, what what other European leader is capable of making an astute comment like that? Who doesn't talk in cliches? Who cuts through? Now, I say this, again, I'm assuming this is by Orban, but everybody seems to assume that it is, and I haven't seen any denials up to this point. So, is Scholz capable of saying things capturing the reality in a few words like that. It's unsurprising that he is, one almost senses the last, he's going to be before long, the last man left standing. Because everyone else in Europe is 
Well, they're not a real politician. They're not real politicians at all. Orban is. All right, theduran.locals.com. We are on Rumble, Odyssey, BitChute, Telegram, Rockfin, and X. And go to the Duran shop. 10% off, 20% off, 20% off. Use the code THEDURAN20. Take care.